0: Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So pop the kettle on and let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome to February's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast from UEA. My name's Alex and this month our higher education advisor Megan is joining us to ask the questions. Hi Megan. Hi there. So in this episode we're going to be looking at what we are calling the optional extra years that students might like to take as part of their degree. So Megan can you tell us a bit more about that and introduce our guests please? Absolutely. So lots of university courses give students the opportunity to include a year in industry or spend some time studying abroad. These are both fantastic options that boost students' employability and overall experience at university. So I'm delighted to welcome James Gardner from Norwich Business School here at UEA and Annie Kay from UEA's study abroad team to tell us more. Welcome both. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Hi, it's very nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So James, if we can start with you, can you tell us a little bit more about the role that you have at Norwich Business School?
2: Hi, so I'm the Employability Director for Norwich Business School. That means I look after employability, engaging with employers and also look after our placements programme across the uh, across the school.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about what a year in industry actually involves?
2: Okay, so the year in industry is an amazing opportunity for students to uh, get a year, um, nine months to a year, working in an organisation. Uh, the support for the year in industry program starts really in their first year. So we give them all students lots of extra support and guidance and coaching throughout their first year and all the way through their second year. So the year in industry program typically runs between the second and their final year. So it's sort of their third year, kind of at university, but they'll have completed two years of study before they sort of go full uh, and join a, a company for. Um, their year in industry and then they'll come back and uh, complete their final year in sort of year four so it's a four-year program three years worth of study and one year um, working in in an organization and those organizational roles um, whether it's a large organization or small organization they really should be paid we want all students to to find a paid role this is a proper job proper work that they're going to be doing i've spoken to many of our students over the last few months who are working for for massive organizations to sort of small smes and all of them are really contributing to the aims and goals of the organization so these are paid roles and they are a proper job so our students typically will have to apply for a number of different placement vacancies um, It's a really great opportunity for them to get their application skills up um, and, and ready for when they actually are applying for graduate roles in their final year. So they'll have to go through an interview process. Um, Often there will be sort of an assessment centre. And uh, it really does give stu- students a fabulous opportunity to to get themselves sort of um, graduate ready. They do have to pay 15% of their um, typical university fees, for that's for the extra support that they receive. So they'll be paying full p- fees for the first year, second year, 15% for their third year, where they're in the year in industry, and then um, full um, year fees in their final year.
1: And what are the benefits of students doing a year in industry, James?
2: So they grow in confidence, um, they go in, grow in skills, they understand actually what it takes to, to work in, a, in an organisation, pretty much a graduate level, because actually these students are working often with graduates who have recently joined the organisation, and they're not really seen as being a sort of a, a short-term intern. They're seen as being almost like, well, they're treated like a full-time member of staff, really. So they're given all the support, all the training necessary involved in sort of um, continuous professional development. It gives them um, a great feeling of sort of independence, because it's possibly their first full-time job really. So it, it shows them that they're able to sort of stand on their own two feet. It also helps them to contextualise all the, the, the research and theory that they've done over the first two years and apply that to sort of a business setting. In the long term, it really helps them to get ready for applying for a, a graduate role because they've actually gone through the process of applying for a role, going through uh, creating a CV, filling out application forms interviews, uh, mock assessment centres and assessment centres. So they've gone through that whole process uh, once before. So it does help them in their final year. Um, but overall, the students that we have on placement now have have said, more than anything, they feel that they're work ready. They feel that they're actually ready to join uh, an organisation. But it's not just really that it helps them when they leave university. The human industry programme really helps them in their third year, because they'll be able to contextualise everything that we've studied um, as theory um, by applying it to a real world role. So within that year in industry, they're asked to keep a diary, they're asked to reflect, they're asked to create a continuous development plan so that they're able to sort of continue um, to develop professionally after they've finished that that year in industry. And that really helps them in their final year. They actually get um, research shows a higher classification, better grades in their final year because of that year break, working in a a full-time role, because they just understand, they can really apply that in their third year thinking, I've I've done this, you know, I've done this in real life. And that's, uh, that really does help them to be able to make the best of that last year. So yeah, lots of benefits.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear that it helps students with their final year get better grades as well. I don't think students would think of that as a benefit. Perhaps they'd think about transferable skills they've developed and the chance of going into the world of work, but that's really interesting to hear that it actually helps their degree as well. So um, some students might be a little bit concerned that they'll struggle to get back into studies, and I know you have said that those students tend to do better in their final year, what do you think teachers and advisors can say to help their students make the right choice for them if they are thinking about just getting their degree kind of done in those three years as opposed to doing a year in industry?
2: The wonderful thing about the year in industry programme is we have about 100 students um, going out to, to work in employers e- each year. If they're worried about um, leaving sort of university for a year and then coming back and not knowing anybody, what they'll really find is that about a quarter of the whole of the cohort within that year of, of, of their um, on their sort of, uh, different business degrees are actually going out to university and coming back. So it's a really easy way for them to get back into university because, you know, a, a, a quarter of all their, their their peers will have done the same. So from a social perspective, it's really quite easy. From an academic perspective, we meet with all of our students a number of different times. When I say we, myself, my colleagues, academic colleagues and professional service team meet with uh, students while they're on that UN industry and one of the points we meet is we talk about the modules that they should be applying for for their final year and then just before they come back to university we again meet with them again just to make sure that there any, any questions are answered that so they can quickly and easily come back to, to uni and, and continue their studies um, that, they've, uh, that they're supported in sort of reintegrating back into the student population Um, Yeah, usually they're really excited to get back to see their their tutors and their lecturers and their fellow students after not seeing them as much for a year.
1: How would students go about looking for that year in industry? Do they have to decide um, in their second year or do they have to decide when they apply to university?
2: So from the point where students actually join their first year programme, we connect them with experts within the career centre who will support them to to understand where their skills are their strengths are we give them opportunity to be mentored by profession professionals within different industries and organizations again to find out more about what that type of company organization would be like to work for so we give them uh, a great insight into the types of sectors type of businesses types of organizations and professions that they might want to uh, move into so they don't meet, need to make a decision in their first year onto uh, what type of firm, company, sector, or business that they would like to move to in their second year, but during their second year, they'll start applying for those roles. And then we'll help and signpost any vacancies that are uh, that are available and support them with the application process and mock interviews and um, sort of getting them sort of ready to, to make the most of their year in industry programme. So they're pre- supported by a lot of professionals, but they don't need to make a decision about what type of company organisation they want to join till their second year.
1: And I imagine lots of students might have an idea, but I guess that will change throughout their degree um, once they've chosen different modules and different topics as well. So thank you ever so much for your time, James. It's been really interesting listening to you talk about year in industries for students.
2: Thanks so much. It's really been a pleasure.
1: Email schools at
0: uea.ac.uk to find out what we can do to support your school.
1: So Annie, moving on to Study Abroad, can you tell us a little bit more about the options available to students here?
3: Yes, absolutely. So the great thing about Study Abroad as part of your degree is that it's actually something that's available to a wide range of degrees. Um, And essentially it's the option for incorporating a period of time abroad uh, into your university degree. That could be as a short course in an academic break, but it could also be a semester abroad or a full academic year studying at another university abroad. I think there's often a kind of conception that it's mainly for languages students, but actually all kinds of degree courses include study abroad. And actually, because there are so many different countries you can go to, um, you can kind of study in an English, native English speaking country, Uh, But you can also study in English in a country that might not have English as its first language. So it's really available to everyone. It's not kind of language dependent. And students find their study abroad place by going to what we call a partner university. So that's a university that the home institution has this exchange relationship with. So that's really great because it allows them this kind of independent step, but it's within the security of an exchange relationship with two universities who know each other well, who are used to sending students back and forth and who can kind of provide that support as well.
1: So I imagine you'll say many of the same things as James just has, but what would you say are the kind of key benefits for students that are considering undertaking a study year abroad or a period of study abroad?
3: Yeah, I think loads of the benefits overlap with that year in industry. I mean, first and foremost, there's that personal development that you get from spending that time abroad. You know, it's incredible. We work with loads of students and we just see such a difference between how they kind of feel and their confidence and their resilience before they go. And then how they are when they come back and how much they've learned and grown. Because when you get to kind of experience new people, you experience a new culture, you build that sense of yourself and you build that confidence and you get that sense of like, I can do anything. It really broadens their horizons for students. And I think it's a really natural next step to the independent students start to develop when they start university. And it comes at the perfect time. It's normally about midway through a degree. So when students are looking kind of to stretch a little bit further, then they've got that study abroad experience to allow them that opportunity. Then similarly, I really can't stress enough how amazing the skills are for employability. It shows your future employers that you've got initiative, uh, that you're willing to take risks, that you've got that kind of global understanding, which obviously in today's globalised world, more and more companies really are looking for. Um, And according to the Institute of International Education Open Doors report, students who go abroad are 24 percent less likely to be unemployed. And certainly anecdotally, we found that it makes a really big difference. It also gives students an answer to every question in an interview. You know, when you get asked, hey, when's the time that you kind of solved a problem or faced a challenge? That's going to have happened as part of your study abroad. Um, So you have a really great example already ready to go. And then finally, there's those academic benefits. I think that James mentioned um, for the year in industry that they see that students come back and they perform better in their final year. And we certainly see that as well with studying abroad. I think it's seeing your degree subject from a different angle. There's such benefits uh, for all students. Of course, I mentioned languages students before and the benefits for them are really clear, but they can't be understated. You know, As a language student myself, I saw how much my language just Oh my God, exploded. It became so much better after a year living in that country. But it isn't the case for any country. Seeing, for example, the subject of politics or history approached in a European country post-Brexit is fascinating. Experiencing the amazing laboratory or research facilities of a science-focused university in Australia or Canada, being a literature or creative writing student and studying in the States with their kind of wealth of novelists and writers It's really fascinating, and it just adds such a depth to your degree that I think is hard to replicate without doing that.
1: The thought of moving to study in a country may seem pretty daunting to lots of students, and understandably there may be concerns about the costs involved. Would you mind just talking us through the support systems in place to help students with those costs? Yeah, absolutely,
3: because there is a lot of support available, um, both Financial, which we'll talk about, but also practical and well-being support as well. In terms of the financial side of studying abroad, it definitely can sound like it's going to be really expensive. But I think it's important to remember for students that first and foremost, they don't pay any fees to the university abroad. So that means they could go to the States, get that very expensive uh, year of education, but they don't pay any of those fees. They just pay fees to their home university in the UK. All student finance is portable, so they still get their maintenance loan and any bursaries that they may be eligible for while they're abroad. And then there's also the government's new touring scheme, which is in its um, pilot year this year, but has been confirmed in the budget to be lasting at least another three years. And that's where students, all students going abroad, as long as it's over four weeks, they are eligible to receive this so it's a monthly amount it varies depending on the cost of living but somewhere between three and four hundred pounds and it's not a loan you know they get that money they don't have to pay it back and it's just this amazing boost for students Um, who might want to go abroad but be a bit concerned about any extra costs. As well as that financial support there's obviously also practical support from both the home university sending students abroad and the university abroad receiving you. So both universities will have a team of people uh, like my team who work with the students uh, to help them prepare, to help them look at their application process, to give them advice on where to go like to choose a destination and also Any support services that are in place, they still have access to both the ones abroad and at home. So that might be student support, any counselling services, uh, student finance advice, things like that. So there's a huge network there uh, to help students kind of overcome any challenges that they might face.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Annie. I think that is super reassuring. Now, obviously, there has also been some kind of uncertainty with travelling abroad in the last couple of years, especially How has COVID affected students wanting to study abroad? And how has UEA helped those students that would still like to go abroad for their studies?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It has definitely been a very challenging time for international education. But there is, as part of those overall support networks, there has been that advice and kind of guidance in place some students have had to be a bit more flexible with destinations over the past couple of years and of course it requires that extra level of planning with the various tests required and things like that Um, but they're obviously always able to come and ask questions and we try and really encourage peer support as well. I think what we also try and really say with students under this kind of pandemic travel um, is just to really remember that yes of course it's super challenging but to think about what they're going to gain from it Uh, and what they're going to gain from overcoming these challenges and this comes back again to what i mentioned what james talked about that resilience that building of confidence that these experiences can give you and while it's difficult the kind of added layer of covid can only strengthen that resilience as well i think moving forward depending on how covid kind of progresses again it's just going to be a matter of working with students from maybe a bit earlier in the process making sure that they're very focused on researching things like travel restrictions um, and what they need to prepare as well in order to go and then hopefully we'll start to see it become if not completely gone at least something that seems more manageable in the future.
1: That's so nice to hear Annie and I definitely think when chatting to students I've noticed how flexible they've been and also the universities have been with either moving the period of time when they went abroad or the destination which they went to. So yeah, I think that's really important to reiterate that even though it has been challenging, students have still managed to go abroad for their studies, which I think is brilliant. Okay, so finally, I believe that you are running a channel talent session for students to find out more about studying abroad as part of their degree. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, please?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to it. So it's an opportunity for students to learn a little bit more about the benefits of adding adding study abroad as part of their degree. Um, and really, luckily, we're going to have two students um, who have had that experience with us in the session. Uh, so one student who's returned from their year abroad and one student who's actually currently on their year abroad. So really in the middle of it. So hopefully that will be really inspiring and interesting for students to hear. So it's on Thursday, the 3rd of March from 3.35 to 4.20 in the afternoon. And you can sign up on behalf of your group of students or anyone who's interested individually can register and join themselves. The link can be found at www.uva.ac.uk forward slash study forward slash tasters. So it would be great to see lots of people there to learn more about this opportunity.
1: We popped the link to our study abroad web pages in the show notes, so do check those out. And we've also popped on lots of student experience blogs, so please do circulate those with your students and you can find them in the notes. Thank you ever so much, Annie, for joining us today. It's been really interesting to find out more about the opportunities available to students. Thank you very much, it's been a pleasure.
0: That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.